Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, the fourth day of Lent. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 12, beginning this morning at verse 29. When the Lord your God has cut off before you the nations whom you are about to enter to dispossess them, when you have dispossessed them and live in their land, take care that you are not snared into imitating them, after they have been destroyed before you. Do not inquire concerning their gods, saying, How did these nations worship their gods? I also want to do the same. You must not do the same for the Lord your God, because every abhorrent thing that the Lord hates they have done for their gods. They would even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire to their gods. You must diligently observe everything that I command you. Do not add to it or take anything from it. Sacrifice offers a gift of service to God that acknowledges our dependence on God for all the blessings of this life and among God's people. In gratitude and thanksgiving, We give these sacrifices, these gifts, to the Lord, trusting that the Lord will continue to give us grace upon grace. The first fruits of our fields and orchards are offered up in faith, and so are the firstborn of our flocks and herds. Of course, we moderns have to translate these commandments into the economic terms that we use. That is, we give the first fruits of our earnings. But where does this commandment uh, stop? Does it extend to our children too? Does the Lord require human sacrifice? The very thought of the practice of human sacrifice is so abhorrent and terrifyingly sickening that we think of it as the stuff of horror movies. 
If you remember that Indiana Jones movie. Yet evidence of the practice is found in ancient civilizations around the world and even in Israel itself. In this brief section, we hear Moses condemn the practice and warn the people about mixing this particular practice along with other kinds of practices into the worship of the Lord, using the way in which they worship their gods, bringing that into how they worship the Lord who brought them out of slavery in Egypt. While the Lord insists that the first fruits and firstborn, even children, belong to the Lord, the story of God's salvation also tells the story of the redemption of those firstborn. Whether it is Isaac, spared from serving as Abraham's offering, or the Israelite children, when they're enslaved in Egypt, covered by the blood of the Passover lamb, or the young Samuel, who also was dedicated to the Lord, but is redeemed to serve as Eli's assistant and later made the Lord's own judge and prophet in Israel. It is God who provides the sacrifice or the means of substitution that redeems the children and speaks against a practice of human sacrifice. And nevertheless, the practice continues in and around Israel in these days, and it does end up getting mixed into the worship of God's people throughout the centuries. So at various points, reform movements spring up in Israel to to purge the practice, crying it is incompatible with the worship of the Lord and associating it with the abhorrent practices of the pagan world in which Israel has been sent, to be a light and a witness to the goodness of God, to the goodness of the Lord who brings life and who honors it. We, of course, would agree with all of those ancient movements. There is no place for child or human sacrifice in the worship of the Lord. There are, of course, many ways in which these strands of commandments to sacrifice and to redeem also the firstborn uh, many ways these strands and themes come together in Jesus' own sacrificial death on the cross. In Jesus Christ, God provides the sacrifice that redeems all of the children of the world and fulfills God's own gift. All the obligations of the sacrament, sacrificial system. And at the same time, God speaks a profound and resounding no to human sacrifice, and more when God raises Jesus from the dead. Of course, there is so much more to this than we can meditate or think on or even comment on now. So much more around the practice of sacrifice in our relationship with the Lord uh, and what it is that God does to take even that sacrifice into his own offering in Jesus Christ. Yet, nevertheless, we can today thank God that human beings have advanced beyond the need to sacrifice their own children or other human beings. We can thank God for that. Until, of course, we turn on the news and see war after war and wonder. And wonder and pray, Lord, have mercy. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. 
you have raised up for us a mighty Savior born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation that comes in Christ in all gifts of healing and forgiveness, the communion of faith in your church, the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the leaders, the ministries of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, especially this morning, the people of Ukraine. For those who work for peace and international harmony. For those who welcome refugees and care for them. For those who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For the sick and for the mourning. For those who tend to the sick and comfort those who mourn. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.